Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. You are on Community Radio 3CR. This is the Spoken Word Program, and I am George O'Hara. And today we have a live recording from the Dan O'Connor Hotel with the feature poet, John McKelvey. John was born in Scotland just over 66 years ago and has been writing poems and songs and stories for more than 50 years. This talent was recognised by his English teacher at school, and when he was naughty, which he often was, instead of getting 100 lines, he was made to write 100 words as a poem and read it to the class. He developed his storytelling, making up absurd adventure tales for his nieces and nephews, and later his own children. On graduating, he moved to London to work as a dustman, where he also became involved with poetry and theatre, before moving to Melbourne in 1987. He was delighted to find Melbourne had even more poetry venues than London, and attained a job in superannuation. His work has been published in a number of anthologies, including Best Australian Poems. At the urging of his friend Tom Kent, he produced a volume, Hopscotch, which Tom edited and published. He has been a featured reader and singer at a number of poetry venues and considers the Dan O'Connell to be his Saturday afternoon home. His work can be humorous, satirical, social, environmental, political, or romantic, and he is still sometimes naughty. So, let's have a listen to John. table for the beer. <laughs> it's really nice to have a special table for your beer. Um, okay, I'm uh, just going to mix things up a bit and uh, there'll be a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of uh, other nonsense. <laughs> we'll start with a the Good King Wenceslas um, alternative, which I wrote uh, to encourage people at work to behave responsibly at the work Christmas party. <laughs> Didn't work on me. <laughs> Got senseless, there's no doubt, at the Christmas function. Bouncers came to throw me out for groping folk while drunken. Who'd have thought that what's a name would be quite so fickle? Never thought she would complain about some slap and tickle. 
The bouncers were not kind to me because I was not sober. For my drunken lechery they kicked and worked me over. Maybe should have stuck to beer, my conscience now attacks me. My memory begins to clear. I chundered in a taxi. The driver ditched me at the scene. He didn't think it funny. To pay to get the taxi clean, he took all of my money. Somehow must have staggered here. My couch, I slept upon it. Wearing all my party gear. Festooned in dried up vomit. The girl I groped has dubbed me in. I'm fearful of her brothers. I've locked the doors I'm staying in. My wife's gone to her mother's. Take a warning then from me. Don't drink until you're witless. Maintain a little dignity. And have a Merry Christmas. I, I wrote this after going to the Hard Rock Cafe, which obviously was a few years ago, the Melbourne one. And someone had made a formal complaint about a barmaid who had been leaning down to the bottom shelf and they could see the top of her bottom. <laughs> what prudish, perverted, priggish pain would take the time out to complain that they saw the top of Sally's crack when her shirt rode a little bit up her back. It's the Hard Rock Cafe. It's not the Hilton, like chalk and cheese or maybe Stilton. If they think the Hilton's more their style, then piss off there and drink a while. Straight-faced and proper, posh enough, till Paris arrives, flashing her muff, Sally has a lovely bum, smooth and rounded as a plum. Might they prefer the great hairy cheeks like those hanging out of a bricky's breeks as he bends low, cementing walls, his arse hanging out to the neck of his balls? Other professionals, maybe a plumber, might vent their cracks when they bent under a kitchen sink to install a tap. Unprofessional? What total... Crap! What weird, twisted person could be such a snob to complain when a staff member's doing her job? Such sick, whinging bastards are a bloody disgrace in the Hard Rock Cafe or any damn place. Okay, changing, changing the mood a little bit. I made a metal butterfly with wings of painted steel which a tiny electric motor made to flutter as if they were real. 
All things are metaphor if only the mind can see. The force that made the butterfly was the same as fashioned me. I tested it in the garden and battery powered it flew the erratic dance of the butterfly over flowers that we grew. Then I computerized its brain and stereotyped its ways. Exactly like a butterfly, it was programmed to behave. In the garden, I released it as summer days grew long, and certain of its good intent, it crushed the flower it lighted on. All things are metaphor, if only the mind can see. The force that made the butterfly was the same as fashioned me. I've got a bit of a problem with the, uh, the way Australia treats refugees. This is a song about it. Sleep behind the razor wire Sleep, my children, sleep Sleep behind the razor wire Untroubled slumber deep I pray your dreams will not be filled With the horrors we've come from but there's little left to dream about when the nightmare carries on. Sleep behind the razor wire. Sleep, my children, sleep. Sleep behind the razor wire. Untroubled slumber deep. Sleep outside the razor wire. Sleep, Australia, sleep. Don't let the things done in your name disturb your slumber deep. I'll sing you dreaming while you sleep where folk have learned to care for all the fragile life on earth, all races everywhere. I'll sing you dreaming while you sleep, where we venerate the earth, and our spirits soar to reach the stars from the land that gave us birth. Sleep behind the razor wire. Sleep, my children, sleep. Sleep behind the razor wire. Untroubled slumbers deep. On a similar theme. My brother, a Hazara, drowned. 
He'd fled the borders of Afghanistan when life became untenable. He told me of the perils of the journey, his plans to make a new life in Australia. He knew the risks that he was undertaking, but saw the greater danger to remain. He sold all he possessed to pay the ferryman, and when the vessel foundered in rough seas, my brother drowned. My brother was a kind, brave man, a singer in the old tradition. His journey gave him hope when there was none. He'd lived on first-name terms with death too long. There is nothing to say of this. I grieve. Yet I am glad my brother cannot hear his drowning used as an excuse to heap more persecution on his kin. seagull shat upon me when I was just a child. The grown-ups said it brings good luck when you're by gulls defiled. Since then I have been dumped upon by birds and dogs and cats, by bandicoots, koalas and even marsupial rats, by kangaroos and wallabies and even a whistling kite. There's scarce a bloody species hasn't festooned me with shite. <laughs> so I sit here with my begging bowl at the corner of the street, the arse hanging out of my trousers and rags upon my feet. I reflect on what has happened to the luck bestowed on me. Nothing's ever come of it, which is plain for all to see. The politicians stuffed it up. The greedy got it all. The little I'd be happy with was added to their hall. The powerful determined that their power would endure have increased their gross consumption to shit upon the poor. <laughs> I wish for the wings of a griffon and the arse of a dinosaur that I might fly to Canberra and over Parliament soar and shit on the politicians who pass through Parliament's gate in hope that I'll encourage them to set the country straight. <laughs> to lift their heads up from the trough, not just to drink more wine. If not, I hope to God they share this shitty luck of mine. Doggerel is silly rhyme, which I write a lot at Christmas time. A waste of time for you to read it. Stop reading now, I have decreed it. You could be getting drunk or screwing. Think what else you could be doing instead of reading stupid verse which stumbles on from bad to worse. But doggerel, once you begin, has the power to suck you in. Nonsense without sense or action, which gives no joy or satisfaction, 
Yet still the rhymes as they extend drag you right down to the end. And if you've read as far as here, have a bloody great new year. <laughs> Christmas song. Santa is a reprobate, a drunken fat old git. Folk think he gives them presents, but that's a heap of shit. Santa gives them nothing, and proving it's not hard. Every present that you get is charged to someone's card. Santa makes you buy crap stuff that folk don't want or need. He's made Christmas synonymous with avarice and greed. It's time we gave up Santa, kicked the habit like a drug. Let's celebrate this Christmas by just giving friends a hug. Santa works one night a year, he's a drunken lazy bastard. When he's not in a whorehouse, he's out boozing, getting plastered. He pimps the elves and fairies, but if folk want something stranger... Santa can arrange for them a hot date with a reindeer. Santa makes you buy crap stuff that folk don't want or need. He's made Christmas synonymous with avarice and greed. It's time we gave up Santa, kicked the habit like a drug. Let's celebrate this Christmas by just giving friends a hug. Santa gets young women pregnant more often than you think. After Christmas parties when they're comatose through drink. If you're born late September time, just think about it maybe. If you don't look much like your dad, you could be Santa's baby. <laughs> The shepherd and the farmer sat by their blazing fire. The sheep were on the hillside and the cows were in the byre. McEwen's cans were strewn around, another case lay on the ground to chase the sweet Glenlivet with, bottled by George and J.G. Smith. No breath of wind out on the hill the night was cold with a frosty chill, but their wood supply was running low, and they still had plenty drink to go, so they rolled a worn-out tractor tire and set it on the roaring fire. Such rubber burns both hot and long, but gives off smoke thick, black and strong, which rolls up densely in the air, obscuring stars as if none were there. A special star above that night, close by the plough, was shining bright, but went unnoticed by the pair, through drink or smoke quite unaware. This uncouth star, unseen by them, was like the star of Bethlehem. They passed the whiskey bottle round, philosophised, drunk and profound. Two better friends were never paired. They had both drink and a woman shared. The village bicycle, Mary McCann, they rode with every other man who lived nearby to Cragan Moor, 
where wives were saved a marital chore by Mary, who slipped a quid or two was good for a disabling screw, which sent men home quite limp and sated, not half aroused and inebriated, insisting on their marital rights, but too drunk to complete till it took half the night till they rolled off all sweaty to drunkenly snore. Even wives thought, there's much to be said for the whore. <laughs> but round about nine months ago, Mary, pregnant, fell. The father lived in Moor, but who was hard to tell. So all the men agreed to pay rather than test their DNA. A small tithe each could easily bear, and really, it was only fair. Why from them single out just one to pay? for what they all had done. December now, and it was clear, Mary's time was drawing near. To a healthy child, more dads than most, our worthies drank a solemn toast. Then, something screaming upon high came hurtling downward from the sky. Crash landed in the blazing fire and bounced out when it hit the tire. It appeared to be an angel, half-blinded, black as soot. Just mind our bloody whiskey, you gallus great galoot! These were the words the farmer spoke to the messenger from God, who replied with little subtlety, Are you the stupid sod who set afire a rubber tire which billowed acrid smoke that blinded me when flying and nearly made me choke and caused my downward tumble from the vast ethereal skies. The angel coughed and spluttered, tears streaming from his eyes. Then, remembering his purpose, he said, I bring good news for Gentiles the second coming and the first one for the Jews. And to the Virgin Mary in Moor, close by, a holy child is born this night unto our Lord on high. Our worthies then explained the truth, how Mary from Moor was by no stretch a virgin, but instead the village whore. God's messenger believed them, in vino veritas, no doubt. The anguished angel tore his hair, plucked sooty feathers out. They gave the angel whiskey, not a single shot but two, was quaffed as medicine for shock while he worked out what to do. Then from his heavenly ditty bag, he took a radiophone, and put out an all-angels call. The operation's blown. Cancel the celebrations. We're completely off the track. Can someone take the star down? Uh, oh, and turn the magi back. <laughs> he took one more slug of whiskey and soared off on mighty wings, which still seemed to be working, though quite smoke-begrimed and singed. Just then, a newborn baby cried in a home in Moor. A red light in the window, 
Miss McCann's name on the door. Bonnie Mary nursed her baby, snuggled cosily in bed. The child, it was a brawy lass with a strange glow at her head. Thank you. You are listening to 3CR Spoken Word and a live recording of John McKelvey. A quick word about some live poetry gigs in Melbourne. The Dan O'Connell Hotel Carlton has poetry on every Saturday afternoon and Passionate Tongues is at the Brunswick Hotel every second Monday night. Westward happens out at the Dancing Dog Cafe starting on the 14th of February next year. It happens twice a month on Sunday afternoons. Voices in the Attic is run fortnightly on Tuesday evenings at Ferdedirk, Levels 1 and 2, 239 Lonsdale Street, and House of Bricks on or near the last day of every month, run by our very own Santo Katsati, corner of Bud and Kill Streets, Collingwood. All these gigs have open mics if you'd like to try your hand at sharing your work with others, or you can just go to listen. Check out the website, melbournespokenword.com, to find out more about the scene. And now... Let's hear some more of John. Some poems about love do not ring true. All flowery images like butterflies set free, winged petals hovering for their brief eternity. Our love Stone and mortar, wood and glue, our love wrought iron filigree and tile. It's built to last, not just some little while. Within our love's firm walls there's laughter ringing, a banquet and a surfeit of good ale. Acrobats to entertain us, a jester spins his tale while minstrels tune their lyres for singing. I look at you, we lean into a kiss, a love of flesh and bone, yet more than this. Like flint and rasp, love sparks light to dry tinder. Let's build a fire and pile it up with coals to warm this night, illuminate our souls. Together lay us down here by these cinders which squib and flicker in a shadow play. Our glowing hearth will light us till the day. A lifetime then to learn our blankets weaving which wraps our tangled legs and arms and keeps us joined by beating heart to heart in sleep. Our dreams inspired by shared air we are breathing will dance us through the darkness until dawn. A sleepy smile on waking, touch our lips 
each morn. This is called Magic Glasses. When tribulations may depress and life's demands are causing stress, rose-colored glasses can be worn to make your outlook less forlorn. The rainbow world that they display will make your troubles melt away. Upon your face a happy grin supplanting lines of deep chagrin. And other folk will smile to view a happy, grinning dork like you, wearing very silly glasses, bumping into things he passes. And unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. This is 3CR Spoken Word and is on every Thursday morning from 9 till 9.30, 8.55 on the AM dial and web streamed at www.3cr.org.au. We also do podcasts. So until next time, this is George O'Hara wishing you a Merry Christmas for 3CR Spoken Word.